Welcome back to the Time Is Now podcast. My name is Alec, and this podcast is your dose of motivation where I'll be bringing in individuals that have turned their lives around and found any amounts of success in their lives. We'll be discussing habits that help develop success, and we'll give any words of wisdom that can help turn your day into something that you're proud of. Today, we are going to be continuing on from episode two, which ended off on the point where I got on uh, I got off the phone with my high school basketball coach, and he told me what I needed to do to go and play at the collegiate level, which was as simple as losing the weight. That's how the phone call ended. And then after that, I really had no idea where to go from there. So I just started to eat less. You know, gym anxiety was a very real thing for me, as it is for the majority of people when they first go to the gym. And I didn't know how to handle that. So I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to face being uncomfortable. I hadn't learned that you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. This is a very valuable lesson that I think everybody needs to learn at some point in their life on being comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you know how to do that, you can basically do anything. The world is yours to seize. It's just up to you on whether or not you're going to actually do something with that. So for the first little bit of my weight loss journey, I just wanted to lose weight. I lived an extremely sedentary lifestyle. Um, I didn't know what to eat. I didn't know what to do. So I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to start eating less. Because I seem to be gaining weight when I eat more. So now I'm going to just start eating less. So I remember everything that I ate from day one to day whatever it was when I decided to stop doing that. And my diet essentially was the following. I would wake up and I would have six eggs with 10 saltine crackers. That was my breakfast. No cheese, no nothing, just salt on the eggs. That's it. It's so bland. It's unbelievable. Uh, My lunch and my dinner would be the same meal. So I would have two cans of chicken noodle soup with... Again, 10 saltines on both meals. I remember that being exactly 420 calories for the meal. I thought that was really funny. Um, I don't know why. It was just also really easy to remember. So those two meals combined would be a total of 840 calories plus the six eggs, which is 350 calories. Was 840 plus 350 is, is what, 1190 plus the saltines, about, you know, 1300 calories. And then after that, that was all that I ate, 1300 calories. I was six foot five. 330 pounds. I don't think you guys understand how few calories sub 2000 is for somebody of my size. Granted, I wasn't exercising, so my calorie expenditure was very low, but it still was unbelievably too low. But I didn't realize that. You know, I didn't really care. I just wanted to see the number on the scale go down because I was sick and tired of looking the way that I looked. And I didn't want to change my lifestyle, which at the time was, you know, chasing a dream of still continuing to be a pro player for League of Legends, which at this current time in my life, I actually was a semi-pro for League of Legends. I had a signed contract. Um, it, it was awesome, but at the same time, it was draining. You know, Playing 12 hours a day, doing anything is absolutely draining, especially over the course of time. So that's what I was doing. And after about three months of this, three or four months of this, I had lost about 45 pounds. And I began to plateau because I wasn't changing anything. I wasn't increasing calorie expenditure and I wasn't decreasing calorie consumption because I didn't understand any of that. My sister at the time was a bodybuilder and she told me, hey, Alec, you know, if you want to continue to lose weight and break your plateau, you're going to have to go work out. And I was like, I don't want to. And she said, well, how do you think you're going to play college basketball and being in this terrible shape that you're in. So I was like, okay, you know what? My sister's right. You know, at the time she's becoming a bodybuilder. I should just do it. So I got a membership to the local gym by me. It's called Vasa Fitness. Um, was previously Gold's Gym, I believe, is where that originated from. But anywho, I got a gym membership and I was so unbelievably nervous. I would not go by myself. My sister took me and she, you know, she showed me the ropes. Really, really helped me begin to understand the fundamentals of basic lifting. Um, you know, I, 
she didn't teach me or maybe she did and I just wasn't paying attention, you know, proper structure or anything like that to an actual workout. She was just taking me through her workouts and I didn't really have any rhyme or reason as to what I would be doing without her. So after a couple of weeks of us going together and lifting and again, her showing me the fundamentals of form and all this stuff, I realized I was weak as hell. Okay. Could barely bench, you know, 55, 60 pounds. You know, literally just the bar and fives on each side was difficult for me at somebody that was uh, at this point, uh, 290 probably. Then, of course, you know, she couldn't keep coming to the same gym with me. It was a commute for her. She was doing it out of the goodness in her heart and to help me get, you know, get get a kickstart into the actual working out portion of my weight loss journey. So she went back to her gym and I didn't go with her to her gym. But I had a fire within me. My, my gym had a basketball court. Jim was really close to my house. It was, you know, maybe a five-minute drive. It was awesome. So I decided, you know what? This lifting thing, it's not for me. It's not for me right now. I'm going to go into the basketball floor, and I'm just going to just put up shots. Again, while I was within the basketball court every single day, I went, and I remember I tracked this. I did not miss a single day for over 70 straight days, 70 straight days of going to the gym. No breaks, seven days a week. Granted, was did I have any rhyme or reason within my basketball workouts? Absolutely not. I just would go in there, I'd shoot around, I'd run up and down the floor. You know, I'd run a couple of suicides, uh, you know, just some stuff that we did in high school, just some stuff that, you know, kind of resonated with me. And, you know, and that's what I did. I'd play in pickup games with the people that would come into Vasa in the evening time. So that was at least throwing me into some form of organizational workouts, you know, actually getting in some game speed reps potentially, um, which was, you know, a blessing. And then one day uh, I landed on an individual's foot and my ankle just went, just cracked, not cracked, but you know, it made that snapping sound. And I, this is the first time that I had actually severely sprained my ankle, which put me out. And uh, after that, in the same parking lot of, of the gym was a Taco Bell. I remember I went to Taco Bell and I got like literally $23 worth of stuff. That's what I used to do when I was having a bad day. I'd go to Taco Bell and then I'd go get a milkshake from somewhere else because for some reason Taco Bell doesn't have milkshakes. I don't know. Get going with it, Taco Bell. Think outside the box. Man, I could be a – yeah, they should hire me. Anyway, so I went home. I took two days off and then I went back into the gym. I limped back into the gym and uh, I started lifting. I started doing – I remember so on this specific day, I remember doing lap pull-downs into tricep extensions. But again, I had no rhyme or reason, uh, and I didn't know how many to do. I didn't know how many sets to do. I just remember limping around, and people were asking me if I was okay. I was like, yeah, no, I just you know sprained my ankle. But you know, don't want to miss out on being at the gym. Uh, keep in mind, through all of this, I had not adjusted my diet at all. So my calorie expenditure was just higher. But my calorie consumption was the same. And again – the nutritional value of what I was eating back uh, at this time was god-awful. I was not getting nearly enough protein. I was not getting nearly enough of my macro or micronutrients that my body needs. While I do preach that you don't need to count your macros, it still is important to get the proper amounts of fats, carbohydrates, and proteins in your everyday life. Just for one's specific health, it's just important that you do that. And I had no idea about nutrition at all. So I kept, you know, I was just eating what I was eating because I was seeing results on the scale. My, I had taken a, a, uh, my first progress photo at this point, which if you've seen my TikToks, you've seen this, this picture. That's my biggest regret is not taking an absolute day one progress photo. But my, my first progress photo was when I was about probably 285, 
between 280 and 290, somewhere in that region. And I was just, so I was at the gym every day lifting. Again, no rhyme, no reason, just, uh, just being there just to be there, which at the end of the day, I'm grateful for that because even though I didn't have any structure, I still was getting myself into the habit of going to the gym on a daily basis at the same time every day. So this was developing the habits and was being incorporated as into my daily routine without me even thinking about it. It became completely anonymous, an, aut- autonomous, excuse me. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just going to the gym just to be there. And then as my ankle healed, and of course I rushed back into it, I started to go back into the basketball court and putting up shots. This is then where one day I went to go see a chiropractor of mine who uh, had been doing a lot of work on my sister prior. She recommended I go see him because it was a sports-related injury. This specific chiropractor was a sports um uh, a sports specialist when it comes to chiropractor. And I was also having back issues. I've always had back issues. Um, so he was working on my back and, you know, he's telling me what to do with my ankle. And then he recommended that I go speak with their in-house strength and conditioning coach. This is an individual who is now a very close family friend of ours. that has been years. Uh, my parent, my mom, my dad, my aunts, and, uh, every now and then, uh, I still will go see him, but my family goes and sees him three times a week. He's an incredible individual. Uh, if you're ever in Utah, please hit me up. If you're looking for a strength or conditioning coach, he is the one he's amazing. So the chiropractor, uh, recommended me to this individual. So I went and spoke to him, you know, I had a little consultation, had a day one workout and he and I immediately just got along, um, really well. And he's very knowledgeable. And I learned a lot of what I know now from him. And from that day forward, I went and saw him Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three times a week to work on my strength and my conditioning. So I would lift with him with an actual structured workout in his private gym. So nobody else was allowed in there. I didn't have to feel any form of anxiety. Not that you do, but you know, that's just what I did. And then he, we would also work on my conditioning and my agility stuff because I was big and I needed to increase my agility. So, you know, we would tie the belts around my, around my, my hips, which would be attached to ropes attached to the wall. And I'd be doing wall sprints. So I'd sprint from the wall. The resistance would get really difficult and I would be doing cutting motions. This is also strengthening my ankles at the time, but I was just increasing my agility and I was doing this three times a week. Was I forking out a lot of money to do this? Yes, but it was a long-term investment in myself and in my future. And to me, that will always be worth it. And always investing in yourself and investing in your future in a positive way, there's no way to be better about that. So I would go to the center and I'd get my back worked on. And then I would go immediately downstairs into the private gym where I would start my lifting session. This happened three times a week. And I was seeing progress. Now through this as well, at the time, he no longer does this. But at the time, he was also offering a meal prep service. So I was then paying him to meal prep for me. You know, he would give me foods. And at the time he was also teaching me about proper basic fundamental nutrition, which I, again, I had no idea about, you know, about proper protein consumption, about actually getting in your greens, about actually getting in your proper foods. Because I remember when I told him about what my diet was, he was just appalled. He was like, are you kidding me? This is what you're eating. And you are somehow thriving and able to work at a high, you know, a high motor of a level in terms of your energy expenditure. He was blown away. And I just, you know, didn't know any better. I was just doing what I was, what I had been doing. So now I am, I was seeing him three times a week and I was also getting six days of meal prep from him on one day being, I was allowed to eat what I want. And on that day I would just revert back to what I was eating, you know, the, the, the chicken and the soup, the eggs, the saltines, et cetera. 
Now, after working with him for multiple months, I had then also started working with a company called Utah Behavioral Services. This is a company that um, works with children on the spectrum of autism and Down syndrome. And I was a registered behavioral technician. It's actually my favorite job that I've ever had, probably one of the most rewarding things to work with children on the spectrum. Really has opened my eyes to the world in a lot of different ways. But that, that, those are stories for other times. Um, uh, and through this, I was working at a school that specialized with working with kids on the spectrum of autism. And while I was at the school, there was a, their PE teacher for the elementary school. He, uh, he, you know, obviously operated out of the gym and after hours of working there at the school, I would, it was a gym, it was a basketball court that was empty. So I would go in there and I had permission from the staff of the school that after my shift was done with my clients at this school, I could go into the basketball floor and I could put myself through workouts. And again, I wasn't even like doing any structured workouts. I was just running, I would run sprints and then I would just, you know, shoot some layups, shoot a couple of jumpers, had no rhyme or reason to the workouts, no game speed, just doing what I wanted to do. And this individual came up to me and he told me, Hey, you have a gift. You're tall. You know, I've seen you were been working hard for the X amount of months at this point. He was like, you know, and I went to this really small school out in California uh, and I think that you're better than the whole team that had played at the time. And I was like, no way. He's like, yes. He's like, you know, and at this point in time, you know, I go to this gym called lifetime fitness and there's an individual there named Thurl Bailey. And I think that you should go and you should talk to him because this, this individual and I had been going back and forth. He found out that I live, or I used to live like two miles away from lifetime fitness and lifetime fitness is definitely an upscale gym. It's more expensive. You know, I was currently paying $10 a month to go to the Vasa lifetime was 75 to $80 a month, but I decided to go give it a whirl. So I go there, you know, I go to lifetime that night after he told me this, this is a day that I can, I don't remember the exact date, but this is a day where my life also changed. I go there, you know, they're giving me through a, uh, they take me through a walkthrough of the gym and they say, Hey, you know what? Um, why don't you take the day and just, have a day to work out. And then tomorrow we'll talk about a potential membership. I was like, okay. So I go out and I happen to, I always in my backpack in my, in the truck, in my car, I always have a, a pair of basketball shoes. It's just something that I always have been carrying around with me since high school. And so, especially since going to the gym. So I'm on the basketball floor. And as I'm walking out, I see this giant individual walk in literally as I'm walking out the door and he walks in, this guy is seven foot one, I believe seven foot. And it's him. It's Thurl Bailey. In case you didn't know, Thurl Bailey had a, a, a wonderful uh, career in the NBA. He played for the Utah Jazz for a long time. He had a couple of years overseas. I think he played for the Timberwolves for a year or two. But uh, he is a longtime Utah Jazz man. And as I saw him, I looked up to him, and he introduced himself to me immediately. You know, you know, he kind of bumped in. And he, he said, hey, I said, wow, you're Thurl Bailey. So-and-so of, an, of the guy that I was working with at the school just told me about you. And he's like, oh, yeah, this guy, um, we'll call him Rick, this individual. He said, oh, Rick. He's a wonderful individual. He told you to talk to me. So he, myself and Thurl, we, we sat down right there and we just spoke. And I told him my story and I told him my goals and I told him my dreams and I told him what I wanted to do and how far I had come already. And Thurl said, you know what, man? I love your story. I do train kids to play basketball, but I would like to train you and I would like to give you a massive discount. And because he loved my story so much. And I immediately jumped all over that. I went straight to the front desk. I said, let's get my membership going. Let's do this. And uh, a week after that, it was a Wednesday morning. It was 6 a.m. He told me to be there at 5.45 in the morning. And this was, in my eyes at the time, this was a test to see how driven I actually was. So I got my ass up. You know, I got to the gym 15 minutes before him. It was 5.30 in the morning when I got there. He got there at 5.45 to set up. And he's like, wow, you're already here. I said, I'm ready to work. And he started putting me through actual drills and actual 
you know, game speed movements and this kind of thing. It was absolutely incredible to be able to receive the wisdom and the guidance and actually go through drills of an of a former successful NBA player. You know, not somebody that just rode the bench. This guy had a role. You know, he played with John Stockton. He played with Carl Malone. You know, he played against Michael Jordan. He played against Scottie Pippen. He played against these big-time players. And over the course of time, he and I got really close. And now he's a really good friend of mine. He actually owns an AAU team who I briefly had a stint of – uh, being a head coach for one of these teams with him, uh, just an absolute salt of the earth individual. If you ever have an opportunity to meet Thurl Bailey, please tell him I say hi. He'll know who you're talking about. He's such a wonderful individual, truly salt of the earth man. But uh, he and I got started into talking, and I was like, you know what? I really, I really want to go, and I really want to play at the college level. And he said, you know, you have a lot of work to do. And let me tell you in mind, uh, up until this point, I thought I was the hot shit. You know, I thought I was really good. I was like, man, I'm being trained by a professional player. At this point, I've lost like 70 pounds. Uh, man, I could go D1. And I was talking to him about it. And he was like, listen, I got you invited into this invite-only run down at Salt Lake Community College. I think you should go. He said there's going to be a lot of really good players there. It's going to be a true test to see how much you've, how far you've really come and where you stack up. So I'll never forget, I went to this invite-only run. You know, my name was on this list, and I got into the I got into the floor. Everybody there, except for me, was a Division One or Division Two basketball player, either current or very recently. So there are players there that played for Brigham Young University. There are players there that played for the University of Utah. There are players there that played at U- Utah Valley University, at Utah State University. Uh, there are players there that played for Westminster, which is a private D2 school that's out here in Salt Lake City. There was kids there that were current players for Dixie State, which is a Division II school. Southern Utah University, Division I school, Idaho University, you know, just all these crazy individuals. And then there was me, some kid that was clearly still out of shape, didn't know what was going on. Um, so it, it was you know, crazy. I got into some games and I just got my shit stomped. You know, there's an individual that plays for BYU. His name is Yoli Childs. If you know about him, you know, this guy's is insanely athletic. He's like 6'10", 6'9", uh, 250 pounds of sheer muscle. I got posterized by this guy. Uh, my first possession against him, he backed me down. I held my ground. He backed into me again and I fell. And as I was getting back up, he just rose above me and just dunked on me. He looked at me and called me small. Granted, he was like five, four, five inches taller than me, but you know, Holy moly, this was truly an eye-opening experience. And I got back the next day. I went and spoke to Thurl. And he was like, how'd it go? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And he was like, hey, your eyes are open now. Now you have a decision to make. You can either continue moving forward and progressing because you've come so far or you can give up now. And he said, what do you want to do? And I said, why would I give up? Like, I've come this far. What the hell? So we kept going. Now, about two months after this, he had gotten me an invite to the Westminster tryout. Westminster was the Division II private school that's out here in Utah. Um, there was They were holding a tryout that was an invite-only tryout. So I, he got me on the list. He said, go in there with an open mind. Go in there. Be confident in your abilities. And I think that you're going to turn some heads. I will never forget this. This was the hardest day of my life. I will never forget. I got there. There was probably about 35 guys, 35 guys there. And of the 35, I was in the bottom like four or five guys. Like I was the worst, one of the worst kids there. There are some truly athletic specimens who have already done two years of junior college at this point who were Division One drop downs that wanted to get more playing time at the next level or at the, uh, just the lower level just to get themselves better hopes. There were some crazy three, four, five-star, not five-star I would say, but there were some three-star, four-star prospects that were there as well. And then there was me and there's a couple of other goobers just like myself who clearly were in over their heads. And I'll never forget, I walked out of that gym that day. I called my sister because I was so excited. And my sister answered the phone. She said, did you get in your NBA contract? You know, I'll 
you know, being happy for me. And I, I started crying. And she said, what happened? And I said, I am not a good basketball player. And she told me, this is a time in your life where you have a big decision to make. It was the same thing as after that open run invite that I had received a couple months prior. And she said, this is a big moment in your life. You can either give up and move on, or you can continue to push forward and improve and learn from this. This weekend, this was a Friday. This weekend, I had plans to go to a buddy's cabin of mine. Uh, a buddy of mine owned, owned a cabin up in Sundance, and we had already been planning on going up there. All my friends were there already. I was driving up there after on my own. And she said, take the weekend at your friend's cabin, and you decide what you would like to do moving forward. So that's what I did is, you know, during that weekend, I had a lot of thoughts, you know, part of me wanted to stop, part of me wanted to give up, you know, I was like, man, I'm still too out of shape. I was about 270 pounds, uh, 265, maybe, you know, I have, I'm older than these guys and I don't have much going for me. I don't know what I could do. After that weekend, I hit the gym Monday morning and I decided that I was not going to give up, that my journey had just begun. And in hindsight, my journey indeed did just begin. And that's where I'm going to end episode three, episode four coming soon. So stay tuned.